you're listening to the One Idea Podcast, hosted by me, Sam Tembo. This is a podcast about probing the minds of creatives, as well as having dynamic and important conversations with a varied list of guests around popular culture in the pursuit to highlight their views and life-changing ideas and experiences that permeate their daily lives. My guest on this episode is Toronto-based Zambian actress Natasha Mumba. Natasha's worked on shows like Why the Last Man, Hulu's The Handmaid's Tale, and HBO's upcoming adaptation of the 2013 hit video game The Last of Us. I get to chat to Natasha about her first feature, the differences between acting for screen and stage, and what auditioning looks like for a black woman living abroad. Enjoy the show. What's happening in Toronto besides the code? Uh, it's a big part of what's going on. Um, what is happening in Toronto? Toronto is fine. Uh, we had a really nice summer. So everyone, like everyone is out. We had serious um, like FOMO every time you're inside and you have to work. Yeah. And it's hot outside. There's like a deep anxiety that you have that I'm sure has a name where it's like you, you want to go outside and do work. You just want to be outside because it's not that long. The summer's not that long. Uh, but we had to work indoors, obviously. Yeah. So it was, it was pressing. It was stressful to do that. But I spent a lot of time outside, which was really nice. You definitely seem like more of an outside person than an inside person. I mean, okay, I will say this. I do like seasons. Um, I do like living in a place that has seasons. Because sometimes I was listening to an interview about this, this, um, this, I think he's an actor who lives in LA and he grew up in a place that had seasons Mm -hmm. and then he moved to LA and it's like essentially one season with like a little dip of cold, like a little bit. And it gave him anxiety all the time because it's like, you can always go outside. You should always go outside. But seasons allow for like this weather, which allows me to like stay inside, read a book. And I don't feel like I'm missing anything outside so I can enjoy my inside time. Yeah. So I like I like seasons because they give you the option of like sometimes you have some incubation time, you have some outside time, you have some thing. I just wish that the winter was a little bit shorter. That's my only note is <laughs> that it was a little bit shorter. Oh man, I, I wish I could help you with that, but it's beyond my scope. <laughs> beyond both of our control. Yeah. It's yeah, beyond so what, our control. What are you reading right now? Is there anything in particular that's catching your attention? What am I reading? I'm reading um Cicely Tyson's um, autobiography. Yeah, I started it a month ago. I'm like a quarter through it, and then I haven't touched it in two weeks because I've just been reading other stuff for um, some work that I've been developing. But it's been really interesting. Like, uh, I Cicely Tyson, I feel like, had a career and then was kind of quiet for a bit. And then people started being like, guys, Cicely Tyson's alive. Like, we need her to be working, and we need to give her her flowers while she's alive, like, honor her while she's alive. So I feel like she just started coming back into my mind right before she passed away. So then I started watching a couple of her movies. Mm. And then I saw my friend had a copy of her autobiography, and I was like, you know, let me get into that. Um, and I really like it. Like, it's, it's just really about her life, but it's an astounding life. Because it's America in, I want to say the 30s. And like her family's trajectory through it and how the people that she met, how she became an actress. And it's just, 
it's very it's very cool to know especially living in the west to sort of track how people have paved the way yeah for for me to be able to be here yeah. um so kind of reading it is a bit of an homage to that so that i i like get these parts that are for black women and their nuanced characters i realize that that i have to remember that this is that was not the norm and that i'm living in a very special time i think reading the book has sort of made me stay tethered to that truth it's actually very interesting that you bring this up and i know being a black woman in the diaspora and stuff like that it must not be easy penetrating the industry you know getting parts and what not you kind of have to fight five times harder even to just show that hey listen i'm qualified as everybody else in this room so what's mm-hmm. that been like auditioning getting gigs well this is what i'm saying i feel like there's so many people who have done work for me that i am benefiting from that work yeah there is obviously what i like to call the black girl hustle which i a lot of my girlfriends have and a lot of people i know have um where it's you must arrive excellent every time because that's just how we were brought up or that's how we know that we we that's what we have to do in order to survive right um but combined with that and access like we just have way more access especially in Canada, I find I'm grateful to be here because it's a smaller pool of black women. Yeah. And American shows still come and shoot here. A lot of American shows shoot here and they're always trying to cast Canadians for tax credit reasons. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's a really <laughs> nice pocket to be in because and Canadians. I'm a permanent resident. I'm very much a Zambian, but I'm a permanent resident here. And being a permanent resident allows me to go for all those parts that Canadians are going for. And there is just so many parts uh, and it's very encouraging. Like, I don't know. I don't know what white men are getting in their inboxes, but like on a good- Because we know they'd be getting stuff. You know, they'd be getting stuff. They're always getting stuff. They never, it never dies down for them. Um, But I feel like for, for black women on a good rotation, like in the middle of the summer, I was maybe getting about four tapes a week, which Mm. is pretty great. Yeah, that um, and like a, yeah, and of really cool parts and all obviously, but not always obviously, all really cool black women in my age range, really interesting stories. And it's been fun taping them because the content is really great. That's really dope. And just like yeah. speaking about cool parts, I remember like one evening I was just scrolling through Twitter, right? And I came across a reveal, an update on The Last of Us TV show. Yeah. I saw Kim Temple and I was like, wait, an original character named Kim Temple? I mean, like, <laughs> I know. This is someone with my name in I know. my second favorite video game of all fucking time. And I was like, oh my gosh. I lost my shit. I yes. lost my shit. And then, That's so you know, dope. this wasn't even the icing on, on the cake. And then they say, oh, this character is being played by Natasha Mumba. I was like, holy shit, a Zambian playing this character it just felt like a full circle <laughs> moment for me man i'm like ah oh. firstly my my last name and then the characters being played by a zambian woman that was just like yeah yeah that was christmas for me that was insane so like how did you feel when you got that that part what was the audition process like you know what it's so funny because sometimes you get in the grind of it like just doing tapes and sending tapes because the thing is i mean you get so little not so little but like you book, but you audition more than you book. Yeah. So you get used to just throwing tapes. So like not throwing them away, but like you do them, you do the work and then you just have to throw it. Like you just have to keep moving so that you're not like, and sometimes there are those parts that you audition for. You're like, oh gosh, I hope something comes back. Mm. Cause that was really dope. 
but uh, it's not dangerous to do that. It's just unhelpful to do that. You just have to sort of give it all you got and then be like, whatever happens, yeah. happens. Because sometimes you'll hear back in a week. Sometimes you hear back in like three months. Three months You've completely yeah. forgotten about this thing. Um, but yeah, so The Last of Us, I auditioned in, and it was one of those ones that passed away. Like I was very busy. And so I didn't do all the research of like what it was. Yeah. I just read the scene. Uh, so I read the scene. I had to sign like some NDAs and it's, it's very common. Like we shoot a lot of Star Trek here. So NDAs are very common and, uh, and Marvel as well. Ooh. Um, but, uh, so, so anyway, so I signed it, I sent it off. I was like, ah, it's probably, you know, whatever, throw it in the bag. So yeah. I did the audition and originally it was, um, a South, uh, I don't know, actually, uh, I believe she was a Japanese character. Um, hmm. and so my agent sent it to me. And they were like, I know that the last name does not reflect you. They, they're they looking, they're just expanding their net and what they're looking for. So then I sent it in and I didn't think a thing about it. My agent calls me, he's like, hey, do you remember that thing that you auditioned for? The Last of Us? I was like, I have no idea. What, I was like, I could not remember <laughs> the life of me. It was like maybe a month later. And I was like, going through like 15 auditions that I sent him. I was like, I honestly, I have no idea which one you're talking about. Mm. And he's like, well, you booked it. So they shoot up in Calgary, which I'm sure you know. Yeah. Um. So I had to fly down to shoot that there, and then I started looking into it, and then I saw that they that my character's name on a call sheet they had sent a call sheet and they named her Kim Tumbo, and I was like, what? <laughs> I the first time ever that someone has like looked up where I'm from and then picked a name to reflect my last name. It was like to reflect my people. I was like, what's happening? This is yeah. so dope. So I sent it to my mom and she's like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. So, <laughs> so I was very, very excited about it. Um, very cool. It's the first thing that, first time that's ever happened to me, but also like, I was trying to figure out how to like show it. I'm, I just want to be like, Zambia, look, I mean, right? I know I'm in this for a bit, but like, this is cool, right? So it's absolutely um, amazing. It's more than cool. Yeah. So, and then I didn't realize how big the, the video game was. Um, and so there was i think i had posted something no people started coming into my instagram being like are you on the last of us we heard the rumors that you're on the last of us and i was oh, like wow. who are these people who are messaging <laughs> me what's going on and then i put i was not thinking about it and i put sort of a bit of my credits on instagram yeah and i was like oh yeah i'll just put this because i just did this and i'll do that whatever no one's gonna look at it it's fine and then literally 24 hours later there were seven articles about the character i was playing there was a bunch of like fan art that came out oh, within wow. the week my dms yeah like the request messages in my dm were like popping off i got like 500 followers and i was like what That's i had no idea i know i had no idea what the game really like there's such a huge community for it. So I started panicking. I told my agent, I was like, oh my gosh, I, did I put too much information out there? Like, uh, am I, he's like, no. Did, I, did I do something happened. wrong? Yeah. Like, did I yeah, say Yeah, I was like, am I going to get sued? To yeah, I'm going to get sued for like saying whatever. So I, we fixed it and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I, I I'm, I'm realizing more and more how cool it is. But I'm so sad that I didn't realize, not that I didn't realize how cool it was when I was on set. I just didn't realize how big it was. Hopefully... By now, you, you've probably at least looked up some source material, yeah. either the comics or you've played or seen, watched YouTube parts of the game, right? Yeah, well, I watched the gameplay before I went on set. Mm. So just so that I could get the sense of what the story was How and where, I'm, where I fit in. Yeah, like where I fit in in the story. Um, so yeah, so I did the gameplay and then like a couple of YouTube, there's so much stuff about it. Um, and then when I got on set, we, I mean, we, 
and then you get on set and then you're doing the scene. You know what I mean? Like you're like, what are the circumstances? What do yeah. we need? What do we want? You know, like it just gets very clinical. So I feel like I went into that clinical space of like, okay, I understand who the fireflies are. I understand like what these people are doing and what we're going for. Okay, great. And then you just, I mean, you shoot the scene. Uh, but yeah, it's still getting big. Like every time I talk to a friend about it, they're kind of, they kind of lose their mind. About it. <laughs> That's how crazy it is, especially for yeah. people like myself, because I'm a huge gamer and that game just changed my life, man. I remember I've played it like so many times. I've even lost count. It's such a big part of my life. And now Gosh. having this become like a huge part of your life is so amazing. Yeah. Uh, which, which characters did you resonate with in the script or even just from the video game? The characters that kind of made you feel like, holy shit, I need to bring my A game to match this level of energy. Do you mean like with the actors on set? Yeah. Or you with, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think I realized, so I got to play with, um, with with the leads so i got to play which i think everybody does because it's the two of them and i we were talking about this on set i was like it's you two are literally just gonna go on this journey and people are gonna come and do scenes with you and then they're gonna disappear because yeah. they've either died or they've run off so it's just like the two of them on this and they just did their six month break so now they're on christmas break and then they're coming back to do six months the next uh slot and pedro pascal is someone that i've known of in the back of my mind yeah but i haven't seen a lot of his work and so when I was on set with him, he was like, honestly, the coolest person in the world. So nice, so great and so inviting. And he sat with everybody, like everybody sat with everyone, which is, which is not always a, the way, like sometimes stars will be like, I'll be in my area. In my, yeah, in my uh, trailer or whatever. Yeah, but both him and Bella sat with us the whole time and they were just like so kind and welcoming. And we talked about so many things, um, but I mean, it's a thing where you start when you, because they're the, one of the scenes that we shoot, their coverage, there was their coverage and then my coverage. And so watching people work is really when, how I, how I've been learning how to act for camera. Mm. Like it's, it's incredible to see people's craftsmanship after they've been doing it for so long. Uh, and they just have this like clarity of like what the camera's doing, what they're doing in this space, what the situation is and how little they need to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the thing that I realize about film. It's like there is so much that's being you're getting so much help in the editing, in the sound design, in uh, where the camera angle is. That's all doing storytelling. So you need to like partner with all of those elements opposed to in theater. You do have light, which is where I come from. I come from a theater background. You have the lights and you have the set and you have the costume, but you are in charge of the energy of your performance. You're in charge of making sure everybody's getting everything. But for film, you can partner up, which means you can do less, which is just like a breeze. Anyway, it's not a breeze, but it's great compared to theater. And watching Pedro act was like a gift, like such, such a gift. I can only imagine. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I, I'm trying to be very cautious of what I ask, especially pertaining to the show, seeing as this NDA mm -hmm. said it's still in production. And I, yeah. would, I wouldn't want to ruin this for anyone because I feel like everybody should experience it the way it's meant to be experienced. And this was a very sad thing that happened, especially with the last game, where way before it was released, there were spoilers and leaks of what happened. And that really changed the experience. Yeah, it was a yeah. whole big big thing and you know so i'm very respectful of these kinds of things so you know i'm yeah. just gonna we're gonna move on from this one as quick as possible <laughs> but i kind of want to know obviously um you're working with different directors on the show but yeah. what's what's it like working with craig and neil drucklin i only worked with one director 
Oh, okay. The creator, Craig. So yeah, yeah. He's like such a genius. Absolutely oh my gosh. love him. Uh, yeah, Craig is so great. He's a really cool person too. And a really, really, it's so interesting. Much like in theater, of course, every director is different. And in film, some directors are very into, not into the acting, but sometimes you get a director who, who will give you more vague notes. Yeah. Uh, and it's really thinking about picture. And then you'll get directors who are very much about what is the intention? What are we doing? What's the action? What is this moment? Let's beat out what this tension is here. It's a bit unclear what this unit is doing here. Can we clarify that so that we can get this moment here? Yeah. Can you pace it up a little bit slower here? He was that kind of director. But it very much felt like it was his baby. Like he was taking very good care of it. Like every cut, every, like the notes were so um, specific and he did not leave until he got everything that he needed. So I'm very, I'm excited to see how it's going to come out. Uh, Me too. Because... I mean, video games to TV don't really have like a good track record. Yeah, track... Most of yeah. them are just like terrible when they come to TV or film. So I know mm -hmm. a lot of fans are not going to take it well if this slopes, but the yeah. fact that, you know, Craig is working with Neil, who's creative uh, director and creator, co-creator of The Last of Us game, means there's a lot of care and intention yeah. that is really being put into this. So I feel like it's in the right hand. Yeah, there's a lot of care. What similarities do you see like working in, with, in, in The Last of Us and why The Last Man? I mean, because the worlds are sort of the same yeah. in a way, like, you know, everything's oh dying. I don't know what's happening, man, but this is what people want to see me as. They want to see me in post-apocalyptic worlds. I mean, my father, I told my father, I sent him a clip of The Last of Us that I did. Not The Last of Us, sorry. No, I did not. <laughs> I did not do that. No, you did not. I sent him a clip of an aired show, which is, oh gosh, I can't even get the names right. Uh, what is, is it, it called? What is that no, the one that you just mentioned, not The Last of Us. Why The Last Man? Why The Last Man? Like all this last, all this support, I can't. Um, And he was like, honey, why? Why do you always have to have a gun? I was like, Dad, I don't know. Like, I don't. <laughs> I really love seeing a black woman with a gun cussing people out. Uh, it's kind of my hit a little bit. I'm always the leader of a rebellion. Ooh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, like I lead a rebellion. That's 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 my vibe. Uh, and I'm not mad at it. I just don't want to do it forever. But I'm not mad at it. True, it's a nice like, way to come into. Typecasting is is wild. You need to break away from that and kind of like spread your wings and be able to to have range, you know, try things yeah. that really just challenge you and just show you sides that even you didn't know you had. Yeah. I mean, and the nice thing is that it's very early in my film career. So I'm fine. Like, and it's not so like I'm not doing it through a season. You're not mm -hmm. seeing. That's the thing. Like when people see your character through so much. They associate you with the character so hard that you have to work so hard to like come out of that to build something new. And then people will still be like, yeah, but we liked your original character in the series. That's who you are to us. Do more of that <laughs> stuff. And like, but guys, I want to do more. Exactly, um, so I can do like, more. Uh, so I, I feel like right now at the beginning of my career, I'm getting to play around and I'm being dramatic. Like I am doing also a lot of post-apocalyptic stuff with guns, but I also have some really chill scenes, which, which there's a movie that I'm, uh, that I'm sure we'll talk about, which is way more chiller. Um, but, uh, I even forgot the question. Why the last man? You I asked mean, me about why the last man. I think like you covered that. You, you answered what I was looking for, but you know, what intrigues you about Malika? Because that's the character you play on the show. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the, the yeah. thing that intrigues you the most about her? You know, I, I remember that audition, uh, and I remember being like, oh, I really want to do this because I can do this. Like, I know what I know what I have in like, I know what I can easily access. Yeah. And that kind of like 
the leader sort of rebellious is is very easy for me. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I did a lot of that kind of stuff in theater school. But I like when it comes to like the the power stance of like take control. It's it's maybe it's because I'm a black woman. Maybe it's because of what I've seen in media. Maybe it's all of these things. But it feels easier to access that for me. Like I had to do a lot of work with my myself in the last summer to sort of play around with having less power. That was a challenge for me as an actor. Like yeah. I always want to have power, um, but there's so much strength and reality and truth in the human experience in not having power. So I needed to find that space. And Malika kind of goes through that journey. She has like power and then she's like, I don't know what I'm doing, guys. It's crazy. I killed somebody. It's wild. Um, <laughs> So she goes through her her journey, but I feel like I've had to like, as an actor, have to find my vulnerability and also find power in not having power. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it, it was great. It was really, really great to, to off the bat sort of play my longest arc, um, I guess outside the movie, but like play my longest arc um, in something that I felt comfortable in doing. Yeah. So yeah. And I don't, I don't want to spoil this for anyone, you know, uh, but all I'm going to say is that Malika's role on the show, like in the first season, it ends on a very vague note. We don't know yeah. what happens to her, but yeah. do you think she's going to come back in season two? Listen, well, it's so funny because on the last day of on set, we all kept joking. I was like joking around with the executive producer showrunner and we, and the director actually was like, I'm going to try my best to make sure you don't die. And I was like, bet, like. Thank you. Like, let's do, let's do what we get. She's like, I'll do my best. I'm going to do my best to keep you alive. And so we, there was a moment where she's like, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to kill you. And I was like, no, please. Don't do that. And then she came back and she was like, I got you, girl. I got you. So, so she, she, they all figured out a way to keep me alive in case they need me in the future. So who knows? Uh, yeah. Who knows how it goes, how it will go. I'm definitely excited to see more of her and hopefully she'll be in a lot more episodes this time around. I, I felt like she was such a powerful, just like really strong, daring character. And uh, most people definitely said that your performance on, in that episode, I think it was episode nine, was just insane. Yeah. And oh, so, that's so kind. Yeah, yeah, so I can't wait to see more of that. But let's backtrack a little bit. Um, you were talking about how you play all these leadership roles in rebellions and whatnot. And also it's because you are a director, you do direct in theater yeah. Yeah, and stuff. So yeah. maybe that's also why you have that energy. So let's talk about yeah. your theater journey, kind of how it started and some of the projects you, you worked on in theater. Yeah, um, so I, I went to the National Theater School in Montreal, which is a three-year conservatory. Uh, and then after that, I went to, came, I moved to Toronto. Uh, and then I spent some time. So here in Canada, we have two big festival theaters and they're called right. rep theaters. And the rep theater means that you you're part of a company of actors and you do about two to three shows in a season, mm. which normally starts in March and ends in like October. Okay. Uh, so I spent my first three years in Niagara on the Lake, uh, out of kind of out of theater school, like a year after I went there and I just did a lot of classical plays. Um, and, and, and it was, it was a pro and con in that I learned a lot about my craft. Yeah. I learned a, like I learned a ton and I'm so grateful for that time. And I got to play, I think one black character in my three years there in my <laughs> oh seven my shows. Yeah, so theater is very different. Like theater is very, very still deeply colonial here, but not so much in the city of Toronto. I right. feel like the festivals that are a little bit in like smaller towns are are just starting to like Catch involve on. more people. Yeah, in in into their seasons, more communities and cultures into their seasons. 
So yeah, so after that, I was kind of done playing the white version of myself. Um, so I left. And also like my spirit, I felt like God was like, you've done, like you're ready. It's time yeah, to- it's time to move on. on to the next thing. Yeah, and I felt it so strongly in my spirit and I was like, okay, fine, okay. And it was really hard for me to leave that place because my theater school had trained me for those kinds of places. So it felt like I had arrived and I was getting really comfortable there, but I had such a, such great friends and mentors who like helped me get out of that. Like it's, I'm sounding like it's a cult. It's not a cult. <laughs> I just got out and it's as an artist, especially as an actor, it's a consistent paycheck for eight months. Yeah. And so that's very, it's not, especially for theater, it's, it's, it's rare to get those contracts and they're, and they're looked up to because of money as well so a lot of people like a lot of people build careers there build houses from those salaries like lived lives from those salaries so it was hard to leave that to come into like the unknown um mm. which is toronto a little bit so yeah, yeah so I, I was here for a bit i got to do some really dope shows and then i got to do an uh, artistic director leadership program here which introduced me to directing dramaturgy and writing Ooh, okay. um and so I feel like I've, I found the diversification within myself, which is really, which I'm finding is paramount in having joy as an artist because yeah, there are moments that's when true. things get quiet. Yeah. There are moments when things get like really quiet. And so it's nice to have, you know, things to do different also, avenues. Also when you explore different avenues, I feel like awakened sides to you that you didn't know. And it inspires mm -hmm. you because maybe this time around you're feeling theater fatigue or like screen fatigue yes. and you can run yeah, to the next thing absolutely. to kind of, you know, find yeah. a new spark. That's one thing I always enjoy about just trying out new things until something sticks, yeah. you know? Yeah. And another thing that you mentioned that I found very interesting was the fact that, you know, fr from March to let's say October, you have work, you have a gig. Not yeah. only are you getting paid, but you're honing your craft, like yeah. meeting new people. And I really wish this was the same situation here in Zambia because yeah. actors can go like years, not months or weeks, but years without having yeah. a gig. And I feel yeah. like that really takes away from you as an artist because an artist must yeah. create. So to hear you say yeah. things like that, it just makes me feel very proud. Yeah, that's so interesting to hear about that because I, I always think about like what, my sister's always like, can you come home and like do some classes or something? And I'm always like, yeah, but I want to give something that's actually of use instead of me just coming and being like, I'm going to host a class and disappear. But there's something about, and I think that's why people love those companies, these festivals is because to be, it's like you get to get paid, you get yeah. to train, and then you take classes. There are classes. It's just like, it's like a little actor's dream if you're okay, you know, being white for a little bit. I mean, it's changing, but, <laughs> um, but it's, there is, it's just such a gift to be able to be in that kind of a company that you can, and a lot of people move on from places like that, but to be able to just harbor your craft, take classes, and then to have practice of having audiences every night, see your shows and then go take a class. And then, you know, like, it's just like, you're constantly, your instrument is just getting way, way, like it's getting sharpened all the time. Yeah, that, but, that's, that's incredibly important. Um, it's, yeah. it's easy to kind of just lose your flame here. So, you know, but, yeah. but I feel like, you know, we have actors like you who are really representing and doing a good job. And it kind of makes the, the younger actors who are coming up now look up and say, oh, listen, that's me. That's my face right there. Yeah, if she can I do it. So. If she can do it, yeah. what can stop me from doing it? I can be yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully when you do return, I mean, you can bring these things and you know, we can figure out a way to just kind of like put it together and make it work. 
Yeah, hopefully. That's the goal. I mean, the goal is is said in the end. Like I'm that's I love being here and I and and I I want to have the duality of working here and home, but also there's some stuff coming up back in Zed. Like uh every time I come home I'm like, "Oh, we're do like I've been <laughs> keeping my eye on what's been going on and we're we're really coming into our artistic um identity, which is really exciting. And to to be a part of it, to be a part of this cultural shift is absolutely yeah. amazing just contributing yeah. to the whole conversation um it's it's something that sparks joy i i left yeah. that 9 to 5 life for this very uncertain artist writer type life and yeah. it's crazy because every single yeah. day you wake up and you have to choose to do this thing with without yeah. knowing where it's going to get you but you yeah. have to make that kind yeah. of like sacrifice every day yeah but it's it is it's true i i people are doing it more are leaving their 9 to 5s more to do, to pursue artistic things, which I think is such, oh gosh, it's just so, it's exciting to see our generation move into that space, especially in, in, in a tough economy. Like, yeah. but to be able to, to have a community of people within that is just, it's really exciting. It's, it's a good thing that it's now becoming like a very normal thing. If somebody yeah. tells you to say, oh, listen, I write for a living, kind of like me, or like I'm an actor, or I do this for a living. It's no longer shocking the way it used to be, because you know how it is with yeah. our parents. It's like, get a real yeah. job. You either have yeah. to be a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, anything else is just, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. But now we're in that space where it's becoming very normal. People are getting paid their, their, their fair rate. You can actually earn a living off of being creative now, which is great. I mean, we still have a long way to go, but yeah. we're getting there. You can definitely see the progress that has been made in the last five years. Yeah, that's so dope. That's so exciting. Let's talk about your first feature, which is Sight. How do you feel about um, that? It was great. You know, it's so funny. Um, my first first feature I booked, I got COVID, so I lost to that feature. But I know a lot of people who lost work because of COVID. Obviously, so many people lost work because of COVID. But I, I think of it as my second feature, but it is, it literally is my first feature. Your first, yeah. um, but how do I think about that? It was great. It was, you know, I had, I only got into film, I only started doing film full time in 2021. Mm. Yeah, so it's very new and I've had a very good year. Like it's, uh, it's been a very, very good year. And yeah, me and my girlfriend started doing it in 2020 when the pandemic happened. We auditioned for like eight, seven, like eight months and we didn't book anything. We were trying to figure out like why this isn't working for us. Yeah. Uh, and then I came home, I went to Zambia uh, and then I, I, I was, I left because I told my agent, I was like, I'm leaving, I'm not booking anything. So I'm just going to go. He's like, okay, but like, you know, if anything comes up, you know, we might have to change your flights. I was like, it ain't gonna happen. Get back so with the I left and then that's when I booked. Yeah, I was like, it's fine. I'm not gonna book anything. I've been like, please, I've been sending out tapes into like the void. No one's watching these tapes. And then my agent called me with the handmade tail offer. And I was like, come on, man, that's crazy. Like <laughs> I'm in like in vacation mode with like sunglasses on by the pool. I'm like, no, nah, man, no, don't do this. Not now. It's crazy. So anyway, I went back for that. But anyway, I know not now when I'm home, let me be home. Um, but yeah, so my first feature, so I feel like I did handmade tail and then I did the feature and it was all sort of new and I didn't know, I was like, I, I was really learning on the job. Like mm. I sure, sure there are skill sets in theater of course that transferred yeah, to film obviously yeah but like but the 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 adjustment that has to happen it's so frustrating because i was like does no one have a class about theater to film 
Like someone should have a class. It's a market that's devoid. I'm so anyway, if I continue right to make, I know, I know. <laughs> if it, if I continue to have success in film, I'm literally going to start that class because it's like, please, and we need to have you. a conversation because so many of my friends are like, oh, my agent keeps saying I'm big, I'm big, and it's so unhelpful to tell somebody that they're big because that means so many different things. Like in theater, you. You have to end you have to bring this whole group of people, physical people, in a space on your emotional journey. So yeah. you can't be like here, you know, just what's indulging in your emotion or working through something with just your eyes and your breath. But you have to yeah, so the switch from like being like I'm gonna like gesture, you know an emotion or like a head move to help you understand that this is how I'm feeling about the situation as I move away from somebody in film you don't need to do that it's just literally a flick of your eyes and that's it so it's and it seems people just say it's smaller but it's way more than that like it's so much it's so different and so once I started I started learning that on the job and I felt I feel like in sight which was a really great part because it was really chill like I I'm an assistant to this surgeon and yeah the scenes that I have are sort of to aid him and to help him and to work him through. I'm really a supporting actor in it. It's about his story and I'm supporting him go through his story. So it was really nice to get to watch people, but also to sort of have like, not pressure off, but like I could, I learned a lot because of sort of the position of my character. Like if I was playing the lead, I feel like I'd maybe be dying a little bit and be like, oh God, I don't know what I'm doing. But, but I feel like being in that role in that feature really taught me a lot about acting for camera. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. So that's 2022. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like yeah. you mentioned earlier, you know, you spoke about Star Trek and Marvel films and you know what? I'm excited to see you in those too. I just feel like you're going <laughs> to get you're going to land one of those and we're going to laugh about it. Listen, I receive it. I'll take it. We'll take it. Let <laughs> <Gotta> it come. <laughs> amen, amen. Listen. I feel like, you know, I asked, I said I was going to do like 30 minutes, but now I've gone to like 43, which is like a lot more than I could ask for. I'm like, I'm so <laughs> glad. Yeah, so exciting to just like to connect. And like, this is sort of why I put those things up on Instagram. I just wanted to connect with home because I know that the creative scene is growing there. So I'm trying to figure out a way to stay connected to what's going on at home as I keep evolving in my film and TV here. And hopefully those two worlds will combined which is my goal yeah which is my goal yeah i look forward to that 